What's up, you guys? Welcome back to It's a Rich Life podcast. Thanks for joining me again on another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about relationships and should we be keeping certain people in our life? You've probably heard that the people that you spend a lot of your time with, that you surround yourself with, end up making a pretty significant impact on the person that you become. Now, of course you have a, you know, control and you have a say into the person that you are and who you become, but the people that we spend time with make a pretty big impact. And there can be positive and negative impacts for a person being in your life. For instance, if someone is starting to cook healthier and, you know, they're talking to you about all these vegetables that they're incorporating in their food, or maybe they're choosing healthier restaurants when you both go out to eat, um, or maybe they're going to the gym more often and they're, you know, having you come along with them. Um, that's a very positive impact for a person being in your life. Those are the kinds of people that are really good to have in your life. But let's say on the flip side that you have a friend that you just made and this person parties a lot. And I mean a lot. And every time that they go out and party, they are drinking a lot. Maybe they're doing other stuff. And it's just not a scene that you're really used to, but you want to you wanna hang out with this person. You want to spend time with them and maybe you really enjoy being around this person. So you go with them. And so when you go to these parties, when you maybe go to the bar with them, you end up having more drinks than you normally would otherwise. So maybe instead of the usual one drink, two drinks that you have when you go out, maybe you're having three, four, five drinks because this person is making you feel like you kind of have to and it's it's not like they're forcing you, but you kind of just feel that peer pressure, and it's not an exactly healthy addition in your life. Now, obviously, there's nothing wrong with partying sometimes if you're of age and you're drinking. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, within reason and within a healthy balance in life. But if you do have a person that's in your life that is making you completely shift your life to the to the complete not opposite, but just where you don't really want to be in life, but you're with that person and doing what they want to do because you want to spend time with them, there either needs to be some boundaries put in place or that person is just maybe not a good person to have in your life. As I'm going through this episode... Take a mental note if you are the person that you would like in your life as well. Because we can do everything that we can possibly do to have positive people in our life and good people in our life. But if we're not that person first, we're not really going to be attracting those people. So take some notes mentally or physically and... Just determine if you're the kind of person that you want to be, if you're the kind of person that you want to have in your life as well. 
So since the people that we surround ourselves with are so important and influential into who we become, I want to take some time to think about the top five most important and influential people in your life. Now, this doesn't have to be the person that you spend the most time with as of recently, because that could be someone that, you know, comes and goes out of your life. But let's think about people like your mom, your dad, brother, sister, could be your partner, your best friend. But just take a minute, think about the top five most important or influential people in your life. So with these people in mind, I think it's good to take their person into account and understand why they're in your life. Because the people that are in our lives, whether they've been there since birth or whether they've just recently joined your life in the past week, they don't have to stay in your life or the relationship that you have with them doesn't have to look the same for your whole life. And I'm not saying that if these people do not fit a certain criteria that you have to kick them out of your life, maybe maybe you do if they're, you know, abusive or extremely toxic, but I'm not saying that you have to kick them out of your life, but it is really important to put boundaries in place because a boundary is really just a communication to the person that, you know, hey, when this happens, you know, this is how it makes me feel and XYZ. It's it's really just communicating to the person, you know, when XYZ happens, this is what will happen for me. If you bring up this, this, and this, this is how it makes me feel. I honestly don't really want to hear about XYZ because maybe that's a trigger for me. Maybe I have past trauma with this. It's letting the person know that you have needs and things that you can or cannot talk about or hear about or do or anything like that. And a really big point to make with boundaries is that it's not a way of telling someone how to act. It's a way of telling someone that if you say this, you know, I might start crying because this past trauma that I have. Or, you know, if you do XYZ, that might send me into a panic attack because I have trauma based off of that or you know if if you start talking about this it might make me upset because of xyz so it's really letting this person know how you're going to respond to something that maybe they do or how you're going to act or anything like that it's really based off of you it's not saying hey this is how i want you to act that's a big misconception with boundaries is that you're not telling the person how to act, but you are saying, you know, you're putting a lot of emotions out there and saying, I maybe have past trauma with this or I have this. And if the person loves you and understands you and wants to make you happy and feel safe and feel understood, it's a great chance that they may not bring up, you know, certain things that might trigger you or whatever, whatever boundary it is that you have in place, they're probably going to hear you out and want to make 
you feel most safe and understood and heard. But boundaries are really important because if you don't let the person know how you feel about something or how something's going to, you know, make you react, then they they won't know or they won't have a deeper understanding into why you get defensive around a certain subject or why you cry about a certain subject. So really at the end of the day, it's a communication device to let the other person know. But it's not a way of controlling them. I don't I don't want it to get twisted because you can make harsh boundaries, right? You can say, hey, you know, if you cheat on me, which happens, right? But if you do cheat on me, I will leave. Like, that is something that I will do, right? So you're not controlling their action, but you are letting them know what you will do in responding to their action, right? So you're not saying you're never allowed to cheat on me. You're never allowed to do this. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're saying, hey, if you do do this, I'm going to leave. And that's just something that I will do, right? So you're allowed to say what you're going to do in response to their action. So the first thing to think about when you are taking into consideration the top five most important people in your life is, and I know this, this might be a shocker, are they a good person? And I know that's so cliche and so like, well, duh, but seriously, are they a good person? I mean, I know so many people that I feel like don't, like they haven't really taken into account if this person is actually a good person. Like, let's say that it's a partner, right? Does this partner cheat on you? Have they cheated in the past? Do they lie to you? Do you feel like this person is an actual good person? Your friend. Is your friend cheating on their partner? Are they lying to their other friends? Are they lying to their parents? Like, it's it's a really big, important thing to think about. Because I know that some people say like, oh, you can get over cheating. You know, you can get over lying. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But honestly, I think it tells you so much about a person. And I don't know if I want to be friends with someone who is going and cheating on their partner every other weekend. Because at the end of the day, I'm probably not going to be aligned in values with that person. And I'm probably going to end up not wanting to be around that person because if I'm aware that they're cheating on their partner, I probably want nothing to do with them. So are they a good person? How do they treat other people? How do they treat complete strangers that they will probably never see again in their life? How do they treat complete strangers? When you go to the store, right? And maybe they're out of stock of something that they really wanted and now they're like, oh, like they don't have it. I'm so mad, right? How are they treating someone that has just told them that they're out of stock of something that they might have driven 30 minutes to go get? Are they going to yell at the person that works there? Or are they going to say, don't worry about it. You're all good. I'll just go find it somewhere else. Don't worry about it. 
When you go to a restaurant and maybe your food is taking absolutely forever and you feel like you've been sitting there for forever, maybe you have been sitting there for forever and you're so hungry, is this person treating the people that work there terribly? Are they making the people that work there feel worse than they already feel because they know that they're taking a long time, but they're so busy and they're so backed up and they're just trying to help everyone? Is the person that you're with making them feel even worse? And maybe saying like terrible things to them or cussing at them or something like that. How do they treat people that they don't know? Complete strangers. And then how do they treat the people that they do know? Their parents, their friends, their partner. If they're on the phone with their mom, and this, this woman is amazing. She's a lovely, a lovely person. And you know that she does everything for people that she loves and she's just a good person. But this friend is on the phone with their mom and the friend is just being just mean to their mom. And maybe they're saying things that, is, that are catching you off guard and you're like, what are they saying? Like, why are they talking to her like that? Like, that's not okay. If that's your reaction to the way that they're talking to their mom, who's a lovely person, but you think, you know, they don't talk to me in that way. It's fine. Yeah, it's not something I agree with and I don't think it's right, but they don't treat me that way. So I'm just going to push it aside. I'm just going to let it go. That's their mother. That person has been there probably for the majority of their life, if not all of their life. And they're very comfortable with their mother. Usually people are very comfortable with people who've been in their life for most or all of their life. And if they're really comfortable with them, and they probably love them, we tend, there are people that tend to treat people that they're most comfortable with the worst. And if that is the kind of person that you're dealing with, you'll see that in how they treat their parents. You'll see that in how they treat their siblings and their best friend that's been in their life for the longest, right? And if you don't like the way that they're talking to their mom, who's a wonderful person and who's been in their life for a long time, how do you think that they're going to treat you over time because maybe you know you've only been in their life for a couple months couple years and they haven't gotten to that comfortability of you know this person won't leave me no matter what kind of thing you know and let's say that this is a partner that you're thinking of spending your whole life with let's say that you think of you know getting married to them one day but then you see them talk to their mom in a way that just is a, like just not sitting right with you and it's it's terrible but you're thinking yeah they don't treat me like that it's you know it's not right but they don't treat me like that so it's fine they'll treat you like that at some point they will say the same things that they say to their mom they'll say that to you because over time their character is going to show 
The second thing to take into consideration is would you trade places with them? Now, I don't mean in the sense of like their fashion or their house and how their house looks or, you know, that kind of stuff, but more like character traits, who they are and how they live their life. Would you trade places with them? Because if the answer is yes, then that's a good person to take advice and criticism from. But if the answer is no, and you wouldn't trade places with them, you don't think their character is something that you would, like that's not the kind of person you would want to be. That's not the kind of life that you would want to live. You don't think that they're as good of a person as you want to be. Then that is probably not a person to take advice or criticism from. And this can be in certain areas, right? Let's say that this person is a health fanatic and they are going to the gym and they're eating healthy and they're doing all that right in your eyes and it's exactly what you would want to be. You can take advice and criticism from them in that area. But let's say the rest of their life is not, that's not the kind of life you want to live, right? You can pick and choose the areas of your friends or people that you're close to from what you want to take advice and criticism from. Really take into consideration the person at their core, their character, their values, and how they live their life. The third thing to take into consideration is how do they make you feel? How do they make you feel when you're with them? How do they make you feel when you're not with them? When you're done hanging out with them? When you're with them, do they make you feel energized? Do they they make you feel inspired, happy, uplifted? Do you feel like you can be yourself around them? Do they put you in a box of, you know, I only really want to have friends that look a certain way or act a certain way or have only certain interests or maybe only belong to a certain religion? If they're putting you in that box and you feel like you are kind of stuck and contained in that box and that box is not you, then if you're not able to communicate that to them, Or if you do communicate to them and you say, hey, I know that you only like to be friends with these kind of people, but I'm not really that kind of person and I don't really feel comfortable with expressing how I really am. And if they don't receive that well, and if they don't receive that with, oh my gosh, I'm I'm so sorry, I didn't even realize I was doing that. Or, you know, I really want to get to know you for who you are. I... I know that I'm friends with those kinds of people, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to get to know you. If they don't receive you with that, that's that's not a person that you want in your life. Because if they're trying to change you, if they're trying to alter you, or you have to change yourself in order to be around them, that is not someone who's going to be a good person to keep in your life. And maybe you can be friends with them at an arm's distance, but it's not going to 
be great for your mental health if you keep feeling like you need to change yourself every time you're with them and be someone who you're not. That never feels good. That never feels good. And then do you feel like you can change around this person? Because when you're with them and let's say that you, you know, you say, oh, I, I've decided that I actually do want to start to read books again, you know, kind of random, but let's say that you're like, I really, I really want to start to read again. And they're like, you've never read, you've never read books. Why do you think you're going to start now? Like, that's weird. That's like my thing. Are you trying to be me? If they greet you with that, when you're trying to tell them that like you want to change a certain part about your life, that's like a positive thing, like reading books. And they're giving you this negativity and this like animosity and maybe they're comparing them to you. Maybe they're saying, oh, this is my thing. That's that's not great. That doesn't really give you the room to change and grow who you are as a person. So if this person gives you the space to feel comfortable, gives you the space to be yourself, they make you feel good, and they let you have the space to change and grow, that is a good person to keep around. And then how do you feel when you're not with them anymore? After you're done seeing them or hanging out with them, or if you live with them, you know, let's say that you take a step out of the house and you go to the store or you go to the gym and you're not with them, how do you feel apart from them? Do you feel like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Like, are you, are you breathing in air more? Are you like so happy to be free away from them? Because if you are and you're like, oh, thank God I'm not around them anymore then why do you spend time with them? Really think about that. Or the time that you do spend with them, maybe that needs to change. Maybe there needs to be some boundaries that are set. Maybe you need to have a talk with them and say, hey, this is how I've been feeling. And maybe this is a long time coming, but I'd rather try to work this out than just completely drop you as a friend, right? Or if you leave being with them and you're like, that was nice. You know, I kind of miss them. You know, missing them, though, is not a feeling that should be the only feeling that it's good when you're with them. Because you can miss them, but they are terrible for you. Right? They can be terrible for, especially a partner. They can be terrible for you and you still miss them. So don't take just missing them as a reason to keep being with them, right? So when you're not with them, do you feel like, oh, thank God I'm not with them anymore. I I need to go on a freaking vacation right now and take a breather. Or do you feel peaceful? and calm and like the time that you spent with them was good and you'd like to come back to that you know in a general sense again everyone has bad days but in a general sense how do you feel when you're done being with them 
after you leave? How do you feel? And then the last part is, do you trust them? Do you think that from their actions, from their words, that this person has good intentions with you? And then look at other people in their life. Do you think that they have good intentions with those people? Have those people given them reason to trust them? If this is a friend, do you, f- do you feel like they would not just backstab you to get a leg up? Do you feel like they have good intentions and that they would hold true in some of the worst times? Because it's easy to hold true in great times. But the harder times show much more about a person. If this is a potential partner or this is a partner, do you trust them with finances? Do you trust them with your respect, your love, your body? Do you trust them in a, in a very deep sense? Because a partner, arguably, is the person that you need to trust possibly the most. Especially if your plan one day happens to be having kids. Because if you don't trust this person, or you feel wish-washy about this person, and you would like to have kids one day, that is something to think about. Because... Your kids deserve someone who is a solid person. Your kids deserve someone who they can come home to, feel safe around, feel comfortable with. They don't feel like they're walking on eggshells. They feel like they can talk to them about, you know, maybe something bad that happened at school and your partner's not going to berate them because they, you know, forgot about one little thing or they didn't remember this or they did something do you know what I mean like do you trust that person to to raise kids in the way that you envision for your future and are they just again are they a good person I also want to say that I am saying all this because I need to hear it too I don't have it all figured out I'm very human. I make a lot of mistakes and I'm saying all this because I'm learning at the same time as you guys and I'm sure you already know this. I feel like this is kind of some basic stuff but I think that it's really good to be reminded of this kind of stuff because I feel like we get lost in the trees especially when it's you know a partner where it's like we're really attracted to them And maybe we have really similar interests and we have similar friends, but then it's like, I don't like how they do this and I'm not quite sure about their morals or their values or their character. And I really think that those things are actually the most important. It's not really much about what they look like. It's not really much about what they're interested in. Of course, those things are important to a certain degree, but at the end of the day, their their values, their morals, who they are, if they're a solid person, that takes the first spot every single time. 
All right, you guys, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for joining me again. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram at It's a Rich Life Podcast, you can go ahead and do that and we can connect on there. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you guys are having an amazing day or night or afternoon. And if you're not, then do something for yourself and take a walk, take a breather, eat some ice cream and do something for you. Have an amazing day. Bye.